Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart adjacent podcast in the world. I am your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. And I'm the virgin voyager, Joe Garber. And tonight we are discussing the 1986 film by Jonathan Demme, who we followed here from Into the Night. Something wild. Something wild. Uh, But before we say anything, I want to start off by saying... We received a really <laughs> special gift from Jenny and Bill Sisler. Uh, we got a personalized message from Stephanie Powers. Oh my and, god! Oh my god! We were so excited. That it's was the. It was like wild, shocking. It was something wild. <laughs> it was. It was something wild. <laughs> that was so amazing that she said our our names and. Is now aware of the podcast fully. I'm, I'm terrified that she's aware of the podcast now. <laughs> yeah, are... I want to change my name and run away. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna really quickly just rego. I'm gonna go through all of the <laughs> episodes and uh, do that like unsolved mysteries voice changing software on everybody's voice. <laughs> I'm gonna do really the entire <laughs> the entire pod behind a scrim with a really weird shaped wig on yes. and uh-huh. sunglasses even though I'm behind a scrim. It's <laughs> a always, great idea. I always love those. Uh, uh, but, but why sunglasses if you're behind the <laughs> Jenny and Bill, thank you yes. so much. That oh is, my god. That was that, so kind and amazing. just lovely. I can't I never it. knew I needed that. Until yeah. you did that. Yeah. And as like good as we are at doing podcasts, we're <laughs> terrible at marketing them. And it made me realize that we like never reached out to Stephanie to say, hey, we're doing a podcast about the show you were on. Please, if you ever want to be on it, you should be on it. Open invitation. I Stephanie. always thought I, I personally. <laughs> we should ask her exactly that way. Yeah. Um, if you, uh, if you, if you're, and if you ever want to be on it, uh, if you ever want to be on, on it, it, you should yeah, be on. You it. should. <laughs> I was, uh, please I, do. I, I was personally under the impression that we were like, no, please don't tell. No one tell her. <laughs> <laughs> we were scared. I mean, we I'm, talk, I'm we under get drunk that and talk office. shit, and I, I, I say fuck every other word. We have mixed feelings about her knowing about the podcast but now she knows so i know we should definitely have an episode where she's on it (laughs) well i think it really makes me think of of when people ask me about the podcast and i think i brought this up before when people are like oh well so do you decide what you're going to talk about beforehand or do you prepare the whatevers or Mm. do you whatever and not only does that point out to me that i don't listen to very many podcasts Uh um, and and um that i don't follow pop culture podcasts in particular like i'm doing a lot of current events based things or really esoteric history mm. um and uh, like it just makes me think about what happens when i'm i'm really guilty of just lazy language you know like mm. shit is my old it's not a replacement now and even it's a replacement everything <laughs> it's just a, a space holder that i say millions of times mm. during the podcast and it's just funny to listen to that like i i just cringe but what can you do mm. i'm profane and it it only it only really bothers me when we're having these moments of actually having to think about the pod as a representation of ourselves yeah. or as something that other people are listening to yeah. that sounds so crazy <laughs> that i'm like oh i don't know oh my god people listen to, a person listened to it 
I should be embarrassed. Yeah, I I don't know. I got over that feeling a long time ago. <laughs> but I don't know I, that you ever had that feeling. Oh, I did. I, I, I always put it in front of you, and you'd always be like, "Tut tut, idiot." <laughs> <laughs> he did say that a lot. I, yeah, I, I'm a I'm king tut tut. The amount Eric uh, said tut tut in the first <laughs> season. <laughs> You're my favorite honky. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I I this is how I talk. This is the the thing I like about podcasts personally is the the conversational element of it where I'm listening to people just talking the way they talk. Mm-hmm. I say shit and fuck whenever the fuck I want. <laughs> shit. Shit. Uh and I yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't think of it as as uh lazy language or low language because it's it's to me it's the same as using an exclamation point or a a semicolon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but have we just figured out one thing that as soon as I fall down the rabbit hole of self-loathing about the things I say on the pod, Eric immediately feels better about the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like that's the dynamic is every time that he's like, I don't know. I think it's fine. People yeah. love it. It's that's okay. what podcasts are, Ellen. <laughs> yes. And then I'm always like, God, I'm so stupid. He's told me that so many times. Why don't I remember that that's what podcasts are? <laughs> Just people saying shit and fuck over and over again. It's that when you examine these these elements of your contribution to the podcast, it makes me j- jump up because I love your contribution to this podcast so i'm like well, don't I love your please don't to please please don't talk shit about my friend like, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for saying shit again yeah i mean i <laughs> obviously we are each other's biggest fans even though people might not believe that about <laughs> joe and i but it is a million percent true back off you don't understand us yeah you don't get it um and you know but it's weird. Anyways, anyways, I don't mean I don't mean to insinuate that that lovely gesture from that delightful woman that's brought us so much joy so and much. her parrot and mm-hmm. Jenny and Bill, Jenny and who Bill. are just so special to us. Yes, I don't mean to throw cast any Paul on that because it's super amazing. It's yeah. not a ticket to a shame spiral. No, this is this is already <laughs> I like I'm already I've already been spiraling. It's why I just don't listen to the podcast. Yeah, I, I have mean... that privilege of not having any, not, not, maybe I swear the most out of anybody I would never know. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. No, no way. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. But I just want Stephanie Powers on the podcast now. Okay. <laughs> that's my whole goal. Okay. Well, <laughs> All right. I want to do a Noted. podcast with her. We'll, we'll it's make good it to have amazing. goals. We'll make it happen. Yeah, let's Important definitely make it happen. I'm inspired. I'm newly inspired. And it's so f- nice to get that. To because we're so far away from heart to heart at this point on our heart to heart podcast <laughs> that it's nice. It is like when we watched that heart to heart episode, it was nice to loop back in yeah. to the heart to heart universe, the heart to heart universe. Stephanie's if, message was a siren call home. Yeah, it really was. If if she were to actually like, you know, stumble upon it, it would make no sense to her at all to listen to the podcast as a heart to heart podcast. I, I do wonder. It's really I mean, funny. I know. But, uh, for me, it just harkens back to my OG thought, like, if let's just do it all over again. Mm-hmm. Let's do it all over again. Just turn the whole thing into absurdist performance art. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there we go. Like uh, anyway. a, we a just flame went... dance, the, the little line of flame, and then... <laughs> do fire, not fire, trash fire, legal fire, eagles fire, right fire, now. Fire, do fire, not fire, trash legal eagles. <laughs> 
It Do was not. Uh, Legal Eagles came up on a one of my favorite movie podcasts uh, called "I Saw What You Did." It's it's the <laughs> it's my favorite podcast that is two women of color Ooh. talking about movies. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. and I love them, Millie and they Danielle. Swear? They swear all the time. They swear up and down. Um, they talk about bodily functions. They talk about who they want to oh, fuck. No, 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 no. They're they are my they're my <laughs> my heroes uh-huh. in <laughs> the movie podcast realm. Mm. Uh, oh, but okay. they were talking Besides shit Ellen about they. What did they watch? Right. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> yeah. I also yeah. felt that. <laughs> yeah. It's like what a burn. God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're right here. We're sitting. <laughs> they're right his here. favorite podcasters. <laughs> I'm not. Joe is. Joe is sitting right there. <laughs> I'm sitting right here. Wow. Uh, shit. Yeah. That hurt fuck <laughs> um well, then there's really no reason for me to bring up what i was going to bring up oh no so, continue anyway legal eagles legal eagles what about it oh now <laughs> now just, it's now it's time we just had to uh, catch that insult really quick yeah yeah sorry we were just responding to the obvious message you were giving yeah, us yeah we objected <laughs> that we suck mm-hmm. uh keep responding mm-hmm. <laughs> okay what is it uh they were talking shit about robert redford Oh, <laughs> I can't remember. Three Days of the Condor. They were talking shit about Three Days of the Condor, which was delightful to listen to. Mm. Um, Direct raptor line, raptor based <laughs> line to yes. legal eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the raptor. Follow the raptor. <laughs> uh, but they, uh, I can't remember if it was Millie or Danielle, said, We have been talking so much shit about Robert Redford between this and the way we were mm-hmm. we need to throw a, we need to throw a bone like cuz we we love him maybe we should do legal legal eagles and i got so happy <gasps> that these two women also apparently have a a similar fondness for legal eagles that me and ellen have <laughs> oh my god finally mm. i know uh, i should message them and see if maybe we can be a guest can on their legal like, eagles podcast. yeah just you and ellen <laughs> um, no you have to be there well you <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be there, Joe. You'll be like, we "Oh, I'm watch washing my hair. Eagles. I'm washing my hair that night." <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm eating. Uh, I'm dipping popsicles into wine that night. <laughs> it's a great way to get back to what we're here to talk about because Legal mm-hmm. Eagles came out in the same year as Something Wild. Oh my God! What a year! Directed by Jonathan Demme. Uh, something Wild. So yeah, wild. one of those movies did very well or well at the box office and one of them did not <laughs> listener can i tell you in a minute what something wild is about no because i'm about to no <laughs> ellen just got so happy because she's last <laughs> yeah i just oh, i was i was flying blind okay <laughs> okay Ooh. good luck the, the year is 1986 the director is jonathan demi the movie is something wild. <laughs> Charlie is a corporate finance square cog uh, who lives in New York City, and he gets his only thrills in life by stiffing a $3.15 lunch tab. <laughs> uh, and he is caught doing this by Lulu, who is this wild hipster girl who confronts him, then convinces him to get in her car, her crazy car. She plays him the coolest song I've ever heard. They get drunk. They drive to a motel. They have sex. She uh, tells him to uh, basically call in sick for the weekend. He fakes a phone call to his wife. Uh, They go to her family reunion as husband and wife, (laughs) where we meet her ex-boyfriend, who we find out 
just got out of prison for five years for robbing liquor stores. And then they go on a all hell breaking loose adventure. The end. Wow. wow. Nicely summarized. Thank you. Oh, right. Conci- up, right. Concise yet broad. Yeah. <laughs> concise yet broad. Okay. Uh, something wild. Two people are eating lunch and they're looking at each other. And then the guy leaves and stiffs the bill. And she goes out and she's like, you want to ride? Uh, I saw that you stiffed the bill. And then she takes him into the countryside of Pennsylvania <laughs> and fucks him in a motel and handcuffs him to the bed. And t- then he pretends to be her husband while they meet his her mom. And then they go to her high school reunion where they meet her crazy ex who is obviously bad. And it's Ray Liotta. <laughs> and they go to a liquor store to pick up. They like abandon the girl he's with because he wants her back because he's her actual husband and uh he tell he finds out that the charlie his whole family his wife divorced him so then he takes uh lulu i think her name is away from the him and drives (laughs) away and then uh charlie gets her back by going into the cafe that they're at when there's police he follows them and then he takes her home but ray finds out where he lives and there's a weird really homoerotic fight and ray gets (laughs) stabbed in the stomach with a giant knife and then lulu leaves and then they meet again at the cafe that they first met at the end wow okay Fuck shit. I'm amazed. <laughs> I'm always amazed that Joe like nails so many no. of the details and makes I it know to the, the end. Plot points. <laughs> uh okay. Oh wow. All right. I'm just gonna jump in and who knows where we'll end up. Mm-hmm. I only know you won't know what happened in this movie when I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Demi's nineteen eighty six film. Something wild. All right. So we're in a diner and Jeff Daniels is there eating. I don't know what. And Melanie Griffiths is there in a black Bob, like Louise Brooks wig, reading a book about Frida Kahlo. And she's looking at him and she sees him uh, basically dine and dash. And she goes out and confronts him. And he uh, and she have a little exchange and she uh, says, oh, I think you're a closet rebel. And he gives her a look that is the most melting, delightful <laughs> preview of what is going to build and build and build and make this so amazing. And so then Jonathan Demi takes us on the most insane, uh, at moments, inexplicable road trip, which is full of people <laughs> like John Sales, like a mo- as a motorcycle cop, the greatest music Ever. Ever. And it, it just covers all the bases. It's a thriller. It's a romance. It's a comedy. It's all the things. It's 1986. It's just amazing. Mm. <laughs> oh my God. That was great. That was a great one. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, broad and not concise. <laughs> uh, That's okay. It's hard not to get bogged down in the details on this movie. There, It's full of details. Yeah. Like more so than the most movies. <laughs> yes. Joe. Yes. What did you think of something wild? I right. Here we go. Loved it. Clearly. Oh wow! I, okay. It was so 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 fun. Like the beginning, you don't know anything, and it just takes you on this wild ride across the east of America, <laughs> <laughs> from New York to Virginia. Yeah. Um, and then when the 
it like just I could have watched that forever and then it gets to the middle and you meet her ex and then it gets just gets more exciting I was worried at that point that it was going to completely derail I was like they can't possibly keep this going and then they keep it going and it's so amazing I was also so scared that a bloodbath was going to happen at any moment because it was Demi so it was like this I was so nervous the whole time it was actually perfect to watch those other the other movies before this one mm-hmm. because it raises the stakes so much yeah just waiting for that guy ray to like shoot up a whole cap cafe full of people uh ray liotta's first uh feature role really yeah and shit. ray liotta playing a character also named ray, ray. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what we joe you touched on it a little bit eric and i didn't touch on it at all but the one of the things that the characters do is they both lie to each other about Mm -hmm. their romantic situation Mm -hmm. they both uh one of them is divorced and doesn't say that and hides it Mm -hmm. and the other person um isn't divorced (laughs) and hides that and it ends up being the thing that tells us that they are falling in love Mm -hmm. because when they find it out, you can see how full of regret, how hurt, Mm -hmm. how angry uh, they are at each other. And it's born out of this idea that they think they know, right? Like everyone wants to feel in control of the situation, Mm -hmm. but there's so many weird moments in life where something happens and you're forced to confront your true feelings. Like something just goes horribly awry you overhear something you find something out Mm. and then suddenly you are like why am i angry or why am i in pain Mm -hmm. why do i feel alone why do i feel like everything i thought i knew is a lie and it's like then you know where you really are at right Mm. yeah and that scene is incredible and jeff daniels does it with um the grossest fake broken nose ever (laughs) <laughs> he Jeff Daniels is so perfect mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. I can't I remember so I saw this when it came out. I mean, I, he's just perfect. He kind is of perfect. Yeah. I have I have loved Jeff Daniels since something wild. I think that's the first time I saw him. Mm. Um, I could be wrong. But I rented this movie because it did not play in Tacoma. Mm. Uh, this was Gasp. an indie. It was a it was a yeah. smaller feature. It was smaller release in 1986, but it got like nothing but glowing reviews. Like Roger Ebert loved it, and you know everybody wanted to see it. So when it came out on video, I couldn't wait to pick up that awesome cover box with that poster. Oh uh, yeah, which is so great. Yes, uh, this was my first Jonathan Demi. This movie really expanded my uh understanding of what movies could be like wow uh wow. mainly because it's so fun mm-hmm. it's so quirky is a terrible word but it's like it's so 1986 cool mm-hmm. um like the music we mentioned the music is un oh, it's unfuckwithable it's so great yeah it's crazy this, every song is good when they go to her name oh my god that song is so fucking cool they go to her high school reunion and it's just the coolest mu- music playing the possible feelies. the feelies yeah. doing covers oh. it's just incredible <laughs> so and they great. have such a good vibe and energy it's so amazing i'm really shocked so john waters just plays a tiny little role 
yep. as a used car salesman. I can't believe he didn't write this. He's so adorable in this too. <laughs> yeah. This this whole movie is so John Waters. It's so It's crazy. definitely it's got huh. Oh my god. You know what? That's that's I'd really that. that's an interesting take because it it kind of does follow these you you end up being dropped into a, a land of misfits. For me, yeah. it's mm-hmm. Blue Velvet. Oh yeah. But it's mm-hmm. Blue Velvet is the suburban version of this. But the way where it's yeah. like instead of instead of going on on the road, you're going further in. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Right. But, but s- something wild is this this square who, yeah, uh, amazingly like ends up <laughs> in the most dangerous situation in the world, and it's hilarious and looks like so much fun. Yeah. I think the parts that do make me think of John Waters' films is absolutely that honing in on the absurdity of. America and yes. Americans yes. Yes, and totally. just the strange little, you know, it's not quite Arbus, but it's, it is sort of like, it's like a weird Yankee doodle Arbus hmm. vibe, right? Where it's like, oh man, ugh, like the Americana, but it's also, I think the diff that they're both celebrating that yes. and embracing it and owning their participation and delight in it, but they do it in, in very different ways. But so I can, I can, I take that back. I can see what you're saying there. Mm-hmm. And John Waters, John Waters to me always presents mm-hmm. his characters in the most like not sympathetic, but like he is never making fun of anyone. Right. He is yeah. like, everyone is a valid human being in a John Waters movie as fucked up as they may be. Yeah. And the right. same goes for Jonathan Demi, particularly in this movie. Yeah. Like everyone is a valid person. Ray is the only one that's like kind of evil. Right. But it's still like presented in such a campy sort of way well, it's just where fun. Like, yeah, it's, it's super fun and just kind of lighthearted and just what, the John Waters-ness to me was like all the background stuff that was happening. There wasn't just mm-hmm. a scene where it was just like extras walking by. There were always something like this person waiting for him at the phone booth. That oh, and I'm sure that I'm sure that was a person mm-hmm. that got cut out. The Pepto Bismol, the guy it, where he's changing in the Virginia uh, gas Nelson, station. Nelson, my favorite character. There's Nelson. Like, yeah. They're just pulling away, and there's Is people Nelson like part of the crew. Nelson, it, no, Nelson's in Tom Tom Club. Oh, everybody in the movie it. is in a band. Oh, yeah, okay, that makes I was sense. Like, I always look forward to seeing the crew. The crew is great. <laughs> There's yeah. like a shot of somebody like putting a vase on their top of their car to like unload it, and it's just like the most. It's like the weirdest real shit that you would see. That's so ridiculous that happens, but it's just all happening in the background of every frame. It's awesome. Yeah. There's always something going I, on. I think for me, what I love about like, but to pull these threads together and and tie them in a bow is, I so love, of course, Jonathan Demi like throwing it out there and really, I mean, music and musicians are such a huge part of his body of work, mm-hmm. and at this is such a great moment. The soundtrack is, of course, as always with him, incredible. I mean, this is the man that had John Cale yeah do the score for Caged Heat, so. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, I mean, oh, wow. And, this, and so, the score for this think, is John Cale and Laurie Anderson. Like, yeah. like, way to double like, down. It's incredible, <laughs> right? But so, yeah, it's like, it's like, whoa, you, what? I didn't, what? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> right, it's like, come on, man, are you just showing off? I mean, don't stop doing it. Yeah, please yeah. continue. But he, he has this thing with the folks 
that are those characters in the gas stations, Mm -hmm. like hitchhiking on the side of the road, like Texas kid, like just in the backgrounds, Joe, like you're describing the things like the John Waters thing or John Sales is the motorcycle cop. Um, You know, 90% of the time, the other people are there almost like little guardian angels or little positive little support folks because they're always there. I always think of that little girl that says, do you need help? (sighs) That broke my fucking heart this time. I welled up in instantly. Really? Yeah. And, and it's just like, there's, that's a consistent thread through the film. Like everybody is helping without asking questions. There's Uh not that weird, like what the fuck, what the fuck Chuck? Moment, yeah totally it's always like everyone's in on it together in yes this strange so nice connected moment the- and it makes you feel like you're able to really focus on what the characters are doing because uh-huh. you're also rooting for them yeah for totally. all of them in a sick and like for ray even in a in a perverse way right we're all yeah. doing that we're all like i want to get in the car and sing wild things yeah, yeah. i want <laughs> i want to say stuff like uh, better to be a live dog than a dead lion. Yes, totally. <laughs> I want to just go up to the car and just make sure somebody's okay. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just like... I want to tell Jeff Daniels that he's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I want to Beautiful like, with those sunglasses. I want to look the other way so this woman can have this car and go off and do whatever she's going to do. Yeah. You know, like, that it's whole... just so great. But Super they're also dirty. i mean they are like they steal from like mom and dad's italian restaurant like <laughs> which does suck but they do it in a charming way but then that with whole, bonnie lutz as the waitress there's a whole section like a just a whole part of the movie where they just pick up a bunch of hitchhikers and it doesn't move the plot along at all it's just incredible though because it's just like such a good vibe and like then they get there and there's like five more hitchhikers in their car that pile out into the town and just like okay bye see you later and it just feels like such a like that in any other movie it would just be like what the fuck was that but in this it just makes so much sense like it's just good energy and really amazing I don't know. It just like really makes it more fun, and it just felt so good the whole time. Like yes, that. it was so good. <laughs> I think the the thing that's interesting one of the well one of the things that's interesting to me about the structure of the film is that there is not, but a, a, the blink of an eye between her abducting <laughs> yeah. uh, Jeff Daniels, abducting Charlie Driggs, whose name being said. Uh, his full name being said should be a drinking game. Um, <laughs> yeah. That the way like she throws the pager, he swigs the scotch and then it's like, we're off to the races. We're fucking like, we're doing the things like this is it. And then yep. there's just like that unquestioning moment when, it, and it is when they're like just hitting the road to Pennsylvania and he's sprawled and <laughs> across her lap. Yes. Amazing. Drunkenly singing. And, it's just funny to me because I feel like in almost any handled in almost any other way, I would have such a problem with that, mm-hmm. like such a colossal problem mm-hmm. with that. But it all comes back to that moment that I just fucking love. Like it's totally a Demi thing, right? The tight, the tight shots, the close ups on the faces yes. are so Demi, so everything, but so brought to us crucial by Talk Fujimoto. Talk oh, Fujimoto, the one greatest. of the most masterful cinematographers yeah. that has ever lived. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Thank you. That's all I can say to that person. Yeah. Thank you. But 
yeah, I mean, when she says that thing about him being a closet rebel, hmm. like we suddenly see like all the potential for Jeff Daniels' character mm-hmm. because his face is just just opens up. Yes. Right. There's a kinship there and like a curiosity and mm-hmm. a, an affection and like like a flirtiness that's just like Yeah. Or that maybe he, it's just, he's just never like a weird love. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 And it lingers just long enough for you to take it in. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it's so great. When he when she first drives, just starts driving them out of town, <laughs> he's like getting a ride downtown is like mm-hmm. the conceit. And they she, go through the like, Holland Tunnel. tunnel. <laughs> go to the Holland Tunnel. She's I know out a in the countryside. she says. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, pull over, pull over when she starts drinking. And then he says, you're going to make me do something I don't want to do. And then she says, I can hardly wait, Charlie. <laughs> and she says Charlie 10 billion times in the yeah. exact yes. cadence of the little girl from uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven. <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> I can hardly wait, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. Uh, it's so funny. Yeah. I mean, how many times do they actually, does someone actually say Charlie or Charlie Driggs in this movie? It's incredible. Oh my God. Yeah. Very, but very in frequently. his defense, it's because he doesn't have two names. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Ugh. And it just makes me, this whole, it, this movie makes me want to make a movie. And mm-hmm. it makes me want to just, like those days when you're just like, Fuck it. It's like one of those days that is encapsulated. That spirit of just be, when you like, you should be doing something, like you're playing hooky and you just don't feel like doing it. And you're just like, well, fuck it. And you just like let loose you, and you step onto the wild side. It's that, the those moments of freedom. Yeah. Where, where particularly for people that like, like work, you know, that work yeah. day jobs and, and have, have a schedule that they must adhere to. Yes. In order to like survive, in their mm. opinion. To have those moments where you realize that like life exists outside of a routine. And, yeah. And uh, you can have those feelings and like keep your, you don't have to like, oh, go yeah, on, like a murder spree or something. You don't something. have to rob a liquor store, which right. she does. Wait, you don't have to like <laughs> steal a car in a nice way. and go off. I mean, it's great if you get that opportunity, but just this movie encapsulates the feeling of being like, ooh, I'm going to have a beer at lunch while working so like weird. that. It's like, but, ooh, I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> but the whole, the whole thing hinges on the fact that what she keys into in the diner is a clue that mm-hmm. he is already already has one foot yes uh, out the door mm-hmm. like it's just it's a it's a it's more about maybe it's more about a, just a sense of the yearning right but like mm-hmm. he feels like that's enough mm-hmm. that's enough right so it's if he's he's like, I channel my rebellion into the mainstream yes yeah <laughs> that whole and speech is so amazing so crazy is... but here's how we know it's it's a filmic filmic thing that you know that somebody has a job that they will like within about 10 minutes their tie is either going to be completely off or <laughs> totally askew or, or like covered wrapped in blood. around their head or something <laughs> it, and that is if at some point early in the film they are on the phone dictating a letter to a secretary yes oh yeah uh-huh. that's the key that you know somebody's <laughs> suit and tie career and life is about to be turned upside down upside fucking down roger <laughs> thornhill that's right just upside Ugh. the hill down mm-hmm. respectfully yours charlie drinks or whatever charlie. he says yeah but charlie. It's like, what is it the standard standard pleasantries standard pleasantries <laughs> <laughs> that's so good yes uh. so 
the whole time this this scene is really really great and then the continuing of like the good vibes of the movie where so they go to the hotel they like have sex she handcuffs him to the bed you're just wondering like there's what is up with this girl you know she's just like so super wild and you're just like wondering when the other foot's gonna drop and the whole time they're at her mom's house you're expecting the mom to go crazy to like some kind of drama to just like i was expecting them to like start screaming or the mom to be like some like I don't know, or like to her to turn out turn out to be a murderer or something, <laughs> something. Jonathan Demi. I like mean, the bloody. mom does make them listen to whatever the harpsichord. The harpsichord. Yes, but and, and, minuet and G or something. Yeah, but it, the whole visit is also that just, does feel like violence. Just lovely. It's like a great little visit with the mom and Charlie. Even is like doing dishes with her, and it's like really sweet. He's just becoming friends with the with her mom. Peaches. 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 Yeah. And, and peaches. Peaches expresses to him. She's like, I know what's him. going on. Yeah, right. she doesn't necessarily warn him. She just, but well, she says like, like I know she's. Basically you have says, a like, real wife. You have a real yeah. wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. And then when he's leaving, she says, "I hope things work out for you, Charlie." As yeah. he leaves with her daughter, like she knows. Oh, she's aware. It, she's but fully it's, aware. But it's still. But it's such also a great an, time. like an affectionate game that they're playing. Yeah. Where the daughter thinks that she's pulling the wool over her mother's eyes, and she thinks that's she thinks. That's what her mother needs right. for happiness. And like all mothers, mm-hmm. or almost all mothers, moms know what you're doing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they love you anyway. Yeah. And so she's just playing along. Yeah. Um, because she gets it. Like she knows yes. that yes. Audrey is is the wild thing. And speaking of like the John Waters just just the mom and peaches and her dog have a broken legs oh my <laughs> they god they both have just casts on their legs and <laughs> there's no reason <laughs> for so it so funny it's just like a it's little so detail funny. that makes it more real like they're real people leading real lives it's mm-hmm. just this like mm-hmm. minute little thing that doesn't do anything for the plot but it's just like a little like bit of color in the movie it's so interesting yeah. those like those choices one of my favorite um scenes is when they go into the thrift store yes and there's yeah. like the person yes. leaving and they're watching i don't know why this <laughs> this is so hilarious to me but the they're sitting there watching monster truck stuff on tv and one of them has a monster truck hat on but they're they're watching it on there's a big like a color TV and then there's a black and white TV on top of it uh-huh. and they're both tuned into the same channel and for some reason <laughs> yes. that that yeah. transfixes me every time uh-huh. I have seen this scene yeah. but um but are you aware of who those old ladies are? No. I know who they are. Oh, who are they? <laughs> they're well, the, Eric will tell you. They're the mothers of Jonathan Demi and David Byrne. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's but cool. One of the moms I realized this time She's wearing a band shirt, but what band is it? Oh, I didn't catch it. It's a reggae band. Mm-hmm. That makes <laughs> of sense. Of course, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, I'm 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 like swelling with affection for this movie right now. <laughs> I want to. Was ask... it like a was it a Sister Carol shirt? Was she wearing a Sister Carol shirt? I don't think so. It looks like there's more folks on it. It's not Sister Carol, or at least it's not recognizable to me as Sister Carol. Yeah. But but it's um, people. They they were listening to Q Lazarus though, which I, which I love mm-hmm. so much. Uh, Q Lazarus, who sadly passed away last year, mm. um, and who Jonathan Demi was the absolute champion of. Oh yeah, Jonathan Demi met 
Q Lazarus in a cab and uh, was played her that was demos. Demi? Yeah. Oh my god. And he put goodbye he horses. Put, yeah. Wow. And he put the B side. The candle goes away in something wild. And then mm-hmm. in his next movie, Married to the Mob, he put uh, Goodbye Horses. Oh and then of god. course, mm-hmm. famously in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Wow. The yeah you, again. Uh, Jonathan Demi completely unfuckwithable when it comes to music. Like his, he yeah. was so he was so tapped into nineteen eighty six. Yeah, like not just the New York, the the David Burnian <laughs> New York uh, Afrobeat universe that mm-hmm. he languishes in in this movie, mm-hmm. but New Order. Like he directed New Order videos. He directed. Right. He's mm-hmm. he was a wow. music video director. Amazing. He didn't. Re- he made a bunch of movies in the seventies, and then was like, "I'm going to make music videos." And then he made something wild. Wow, mm-hmm. it's wow. amazing. Like, yeah, I got. A, I went on a kick after watching this. So you, Joe went line dancing last night. Joe line <laughs> yeah, dances halfway, now. Halfway through the movie, I oh, I've been meaning to go to this line dancing. It's a queer line dancing night at Club Bahia, mm-hmm. and I halfway through the movie i was like oh shit that's happening right now i have to go so i ran out of this movie (laughs) to go line dance like queer line dancing which was a great that was just a fantastic night like Mm -hmm. you can't really beat like watching something wild the most incredible (laughs) section of this movie and then running out to go line dancing like what a what an amazing treat of a night of a monday night (laughs) it was kind of it was i was furious uh (laughs) i know i was like yeah this is the moment in the movie where it shifts when but Ray shows to, up. Uh, yeah. And then Joe Ray, leaves. Ray introduced himself and then I was like, oh, I got to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but oh my God. After yeah. that, so I finished the movie. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I watched uh, Jonathan Demi's Last Embrace with Roy Scheider. Mm. Have you seen oh. this movie, Ellen? <laughs> no. I I had not seen it either. And it's weird. I, I recommend it if you're, if like me, you're kind of on a Demi kick. Um, mm. Mm. But it's like it's Demi doing Hitchcock in 1979. Oh wow! So it's very he does interesting. do Hitchcock very well. In yeah, my opinion. Uh, I think. But so I too. I love it more when he just sort of, you know, like when you have a handful of shit to feed ducks in a pond and you just like throw it out there and it's like <laughs> like it just goes wherever. I feel like, even though I know the way he did it was very deliberate and not that, mm-hmm. it feels like that. Yeah, which is something that I love. And that's this his, maybe that's the magic trick. Yeah. Right, it's like it's like just put in the genres. Zzz, yep, totally. Pour it out, and mm-hmm. it tastes great. Mm-hmm. I have to call out before I forget that um, a song that I love, and I'm so glad that we watched this because I love being reminded of the existence of this song, which is "Nobody Move, Nobody Get Hurt" oh, by yes. Yellow Man. Yes, I mean, what song is more fun to be like? should be like fist pumping mm-hmm. uh in your car than that <laughs> give it to me two times whoa, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's so great <laughs> you're always happy yes when they that. at the end of the movie when she's like do you want to ride and then it cuts to her car which is this like wooden station wagon. it was a woody yeah I, and she's like all audrey hepburned up but she's got like a whole new look and then it the song starts going these lyrics start happening and it's um sister carol sister carol and mm-hmm. it pans over to her singing yeah. the waitress oh yeah that she, was... rita the waitress and or not rita dotty 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 sorry she played rita in married to the mob which i watched right. and she's today. just singing um <laughs> so that version of that song while the credits are rolling and i was like why does if you are 
directing a movie, why wouldn't you always do something cool <laughs> for your credit sequence? Like this is fucking incredible. Yeah. And it's amazing. Know, it's so fun and the way she's just like grooving. Uh-huh. Her her version of Wild Thing is so great. It's so because good. it it is a wild thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's it such is a, a wild ending. thing. <laughs> and then he he drives and I'm, I hope that he just takes them on the craziest adventure as well. This, this is like, so the end of this movie, so I wanted to go back to when I first, when I first saw the movie, mm-hmm. I hadn't seen anything like this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, like really hadn't experienced a road movie or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when this movie got dark, I, it was mm-hmm. so unexpected for me because I was mm-hmm. used to teen movies where, oh. you know, you, you go and you get like into Nightbreed. trouble. <laughs> like night, yeah, night breed. But no, like you know, like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, or, uh-huh. or you know, oh, yeah. into or the night. Si- Sixteen Candles. When I'm talking about a fucking one night mm-hmm. movie that we'll never talk about on the podcast, <laughs> uh, but you know, just hijinks and not actual darkness. Yeah, uh, and this goes dark. It does. Like it goes, to, and it goes dark beautifully mm-hmm. because Ray Liotta is electrifying like yeah. he's just he is his eyes are crazy he's beautiful mm-hmm. and terrifying those, those at once. eyelashes oh my god his eyelashes and his hair and his, <laughs> his hair that he can't help but run his hand through uh-huh. <laughs> um but yeah so this movie watching it the first time get, getting into the darkness of that section yeah and then being pulled out of it by this kind of like romance uh-huh. and then it goes back into darkness yeah with the battle royale which is excellent still um so wild like just really intense i think i used to think the end the very end was unsatisfying Um, really yeah because i feel like Mm. i i felt like oh yeah i mean i wanted them to get back together obviously Uh but that's it like that's all and why is she so dressed up is she rich now and only now watching it (laughs) i'm like oh god this is so this is so great not only because she is like she has fashioned herself as the you know a wasp yeah <laughs> thinking that this is like she's she's basically making fun of him a little bit like in a in a playful way it's like yeah. a flirt and yeah. even the car like the station that's that's uh, the kind of station wagon station wagon yeah, yeah mm. that's the kind of station wagon that she would allow is a fucking woody uh <laughs> and yeah. then that he decides to drive is, is of great. course just like this perfect little button on it that he's he's becoming what he is becoming. Yes. Well, it's the the moment where they have like the they have this agreement, right? That they're they've changed each other. Yeah. Like yes, there's totally. or they've pulled these things. They've found these more hidden or repressed. They found these repressed parts of each other, mm-hmm. and they can occupy yes all of their facets together right yes. so it's like it, she she's meeting him half like halfway with her version of the the station wagon yeah. and yeah. he is driving yeah and it's so great it, really, she, it reminded um, me she of she says uh, that in the house i'm sorry she in the house when he puts her to bed and tucks her in <laughs> she says it's really great to to see how the other half lives oh. and she and then clarifies the other half of you like mm-hmm. I have just I know now the oh, two sides of you. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It really reminded me it's... of a, a line from the show Love, which is incredible. Oh god, I where, love that show. Because she's a little bit more wild and he's a little bit more buttoned up, and they're talking after she he does a bunch of mushrooms. <laughs> they're talking about how much they love each other and like how much it's like she's like you pull me back from the edge, and he's like you 
pull me towards the edge a little mm-hmm. bit and it's like this great compromising space and yeah. is and that arc that he goes on is amazing that it's like by the end of the when he's like sitting so cool in that windowsill he's got this sports Wait, jacket with his broken nose and arm and let like, me tell you trauma sunglasses. does wonders for your wardrobe because uh-huh. like he dressed like right. a fucking square you, and then he suddenly <laughs> 30 pounds lighter. Yeah. Yeah. He looked so he looked good. Incredible. That the two outfits he wears at the end are just yes. so fucking perfect. And right. but he's just running around so 1986. Like painfully 1986. But you really, yeah. So you really, warm weather 1986, but it's yeah. perfection. You really feel that character's outlook has completely changed on everything. You really feel that. And it's like so well done. And But what doesn't change is that character's primary um quality which is he is a nice guy yes like he he gives so many the ways that each of the characters communicates to us that they love the other character Mm -hmm. is they do it differently but when ray liotta is trying to fuck with him in the car when melanie griffiths in the in the store with when audrey and irene are in the store Uh um and he's trying to He's Ray Liotta's trying to work himself up, yeah, um, and get an excuse, obviously, like to beat the shit out of uh, Charlie, or just just to maybe make himself feel better mm-hmm. that she hasn't found someone that's actually his opposite, mm-hmm. except in their affection for her, right? But when yeah. he he says, "Oh, you know, I heard like she was a wild thing in in high school," you know, like I hear, "Tell me what what you know what's she like," mm-hmm. and he says, "Ah." Oh, what a gal yeah <laughs> right and he uh-huh. says she's she's oh, she's a she's impulsive with this great imagination mm-hmm. and he's and then he's just like no i mean yeah she, he says she looks, she like, looks like she, she could, could fuck you in half yeah fuck you right now <laughs> which is a really great yes, compliment but great. yeah fuck you to pieces uh he yeah oh god ray Liotta. and the the even jeff, <laughs> jeff daniels like steely there's no need for talk like that Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. was really it's played so beautifully yeah and then Ray Liotta's reaction to it is e- it's like they're almost mm-hmm. I, I hope that as actors they were trying to like one-up each other <laughs> I hope there was some genuine like actorly rivalry going on between them because mm-hmm. they play off each other in the most spectacular fashion yeah just not not just like in dialogue or in like the way that they they speak with each other but the way they look at each other and move around each yeah. other and, and it's those tight shots yeah yeah right Talk it's Fujimoto, the close-ups baby. those those close-ups but also it's like is this some sort of fucking crazy blue-eyed intensity party it between is. these three people oh my God, yeah. yeah i mean it is i'm like oh i wish i could be at that party oh. yeah but but jeff daniel's eyes when he is telling him off, you know, saying like, there's that, you know, that has no place here. That kind of talk has no place here. His mm-hmm. eyes are so wet mm-hmm. in that scene. It's kind of unusual. And then you, we cut to Ray Liotta and his eyes are like just beaming like a hot light. It's really crazy. Yeah. Right? Really yes. good. Um, 
Charlie Jeff Daniels sweetness it when he's dancing it's oh. so goofy <laughs> the dancing's and sweet iconic and amazing it's so good <laughs> he's I doing this it. like rubber arm thing at her oh my god he's that... he's copying the black people he's, oh is that what he was <laughs> yeah, doing there's oh, okay. a, there's another couple that are dancing and they're they're like dancing they're uh-huh. having, they like look great so he them. is just like he's doing what they're doing he's gonna be cool uh huh mm-hmm. and, and then when he, he knows that he's being funny too which is why it's so fucking adorable and then when he's spying on them and they're at this weird diner and he like cowboy diner and he's (laughs) spying on them and so he's like crouched behind a bush and like rushing (laughs) along it just like a spider and then he finally he sees the cop go and i think he runs up to the diner door and then like like crouch down like yeah and then he somebody's coming out so he stands up immediately and just goes hello how are you and then goes in it's like so well done he's what an incredible his really the Virginia is for lovers outfit would be the greatest yeah. Halloween costume. Iconic. Yes. If yeah. you, we have to find those glasses. Those glasses are with the little with the people. Little... My, I was also are they like mummies. Are they babies? I've, what are they? I had a pair of those glasses with frogs on either side of them. So I, mm. I, I think there was that was like a, a obviously like a convenience. They're store little. They're little astronauts. Oh, they oh, they're astronauts. astronauts. Okay. That's uh, fucking rad. I was like, it was really funny because that whole that store was so Virginia. I love Virginia. Virginia's yes. for lovers. Is that what it's? Is that what it says? Mm-hmm. But they weren't in Virginia yet. Was this when they were in? Uh, fl- well, they shot it in. I think Florida. they shot some of that in Florida when he <laughs> changes his whole outfit. Yes, the, it's all this Virginia shit everywhere. And then there's a shot of them driving into Virginia. So whatever gas station that <laughs> was at. Just loves Virginia a bunch, That's, but isn't in that Virginia. That makes sense of like highway, like kind of on um, the way in truck stoppy places. Yeah. The, but I, also, Virginia is for lovers is one of the most amazing and disturbing to me state, mm-hmm. like whatever. What do they call that? It's, it's, it's not a motto. Is it a motto? Slogan. No. Slogan. It's a slogan. Yeah. But it's, I'm always <laughs> just like, eh, like I always just have a little bit of a cringe because lovers i cringe at the show me state what's that what state is that Uh, missouri missouri the show me state or or missouri (laughs) depending on who you ask um (laughs) what is the what's what's washington's slogan what's california's washington is the evergreen state but i don't know if that's a a slogan california's the golden state golden state I think they are. It's technically a slogan, right? But well, like Virginia's so. for lovers is just so special. Yeah, the old Dominion. Well, because it has the greatest font ever. That's the actual Virginia slogan. Well, it's like they're not all winners. Like Pennsylvania <laughs> yeah. is the Keystone State. Ugh. But then their little slogan is "You've got a friend in Pennsylvania." That's right. The California state so motto is people Eureka. Have both. <laughs> Why the fuck? That makes sense. It's a gold rush state. Eureka. Eureka. We'll give you money if you commit genocide. <laughs> yeah. Um does Washington have a slogan and I just don't know what it is. I mean that wouldn't surprise sure me, me not knowing. The funniest slogan in Washington is um the what's Still the Spokane, you'll love it here. No, <laughs> yes. But also Walla Walla, the Palm Springs of Washington. Oh my god. <laughs> Doesn't it say it on the sign outside of Walla Walla. Is it possibly the Palm Springs of Washington? <laughs> I, I used to have a coffee mug that said huh. Tacoma, the London of 
the U of the oh, yeah. the London of the West. The London of the West. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no wonder I live here. I know. Speaking of the West, Eric specifically, yes. I wanted to ask you how you feel about her personal style at the beginning oh, of the movie. I love it. I, really? I so this again, it's like we're we're in nineteen eighty six we're heavy, heavy in nineteen eighty six. New York was obsessed with Afrobeat, like mm-hmm. hardcore Afrobeat and reggae was like every the punks all went reggae, okay, and Afrobeat. So that just seeped into the the hip clothing, and she like, went, yeah, so and she far went hard. I mean, yeah, she, she is hard. Let's let, we can all agree that it's extreme. Like it's yeah. not, right. it's it's not meant to be. Like this is what everyone dresses like, and her apartment as well, <laughs> which I again I love. It's- Sanity. What what is the mural that's on the back wall that looks like a bunch of hands? I don't know. It's like tribal. Oh, like it's really cool. That is cool, but it's like yeah, like tribal patterns and yeah. I mean, that's funny. It it is what it is. That's here's another thing I do. I I wanted to say about Jonathan Demi. Uh, Jonathan Demi loves the fuck out of black people. He Mm -hmm. loves black people so much, Mm -hmm. and it (laughs) always is evident in his movies, which I always appreciate. Uh, Which is in his movies about white people. (laughs) Well, of course, his movies all center white people, but he is making movies in the studio systems in the 1980s in America. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's that's what's up. But you are never going to see demonized black people in a Jonathan Demi movie. That's true. That's cool. Yeah, Yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think of the reggae thing as like, I always think of Don Letts and The Clash as Mm -hmm. like, I mean, Don Letts is the one that was like, hey, here Mm -hmm. it is, like bringing that influence. But when I think of the 1986 vibe, I think of, you know, like the pulse, like the weird co-opting. And then also when it was like the world music divider yeah. appeared in the record store yeah. and then it was like what's happening mm-hmm. i think of like naked by talking heads and i'm just always like what's happening see i always go with talking heads like i mm-hmm. the the clash the clash reggae uh vibe like kind of that was earlier really that was mm-hmm. it's early like it it really shows on like does it have the strongest influence on combat rock probably which or sandinista the... i'd say sandinista, yeah, sandinista. you're but, right but you're uh, right. david byrne really went hard like he he just he yeah, was he like yeah. i'm hiring every african musician in the world and i'm mm-hmm. <laughs> which is hilarious because mm-hmm. his his the opening theme song that he did is like super cuban oh yeah totally <laughs> yeah and delightful i will add i know it's just oh i was like oh no no that's shit's gonna be stuck in my head again that's yeah mm. <sighs> yeah <laughs> like yeah. a pizza in the rain <laughs> God, please put an axe in my head right now. <laughs> like when you were talking about not demonizing black people in that scene in when he's changing clothes and Nelson, Nelson. like Ellen was saying earlier, where it's that just this cool. whole, the, it's just this support energy of all these people. Like where any other movie, that guy would be like, what are you doing? Like I'm, I work at a convenience store. Get the fuck out of here. Well, particularly any other movie in the eighties, it yeah. would have like, he would have been a gross stereotype. Yeah, like, totally. Therapy. Stereotype. And that character, like it wrote itself for a long time of just like uh, eye roll at this like crazy person. And yeah. you're like trying to do, <laughs> but he's so supportive and like, is just rad and just wants to, wants that wants Jeff Daniels to have a great time. I love, yeah. I just love this. I love the vibe. Yes. Uh, and the, even the crew, the crew, 
the, the, the rappers so outside of the, oh, yeah. the gas station. Like when yes. he, when Jeff Daniels leaves the store, one of them just like waves at him uh-huh. <laughs> and smiles. Later. It's like so fucking funny. Yes, that's <laughs> right. Incredible. Whereas in a movie like say Adventures in Babysitting, one of them would have yeah. pulled a fucking knife on him yeah, or something. Right. Like, totally. or they would have been. Or in a Brian De Palma movie, they would have been really intimidating. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, everyone sucked except or for just Jonathan not Demi. have been there. Yeah, <laughs> not be there. Yeah, I think it all goes along with what we were talking about earlier about how everyone there's just like this gene, like it's literally a supporting cast. Yes, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, totally. But but what's <laughs> funnier almost is that the black folks that are in this movie are like some of the coolest folks on the planet. My God. And so it's (laughs) so funny to have them like popping up in these funny little places. Um, I mean, it's like, yeah, John sales is a, as a motorcycle cop, all, you know, like their moms and all the stuff, but there's something, there is something extra great about just Jonathan Demi knowing those folks enough mm. to include them in the film and like everybody just being in on it. Yes. It's just a really cool moment because then you just think of like stupid yeah. Paul Simon, like things, right. Where it's just like, you know, I don't know, like the conversation is sort of, I don't know where that conversation has landed in terms of David Byrne, mm. you know, but it is very much that moment where everyone was like, now I like what I call, weirdly call, world music. World music. Oh, Even though yeah. none of the people making it would call it world music. <laughs> right. <laughs> I live in Africa world. Yeah. yeah. Africa, Africa <laughs> I'm world. The Caribbean world. <laughs> but Gee. actually a specific country, but they just always just say Caribbean. I got a new and record with from Africa. Asia world. She yeah. also. Continent. <laughs> Speaking of her. It's actually continent music. Continent music. <laughs> I like Europe music. <laughs> her. Oh, no, that's just called music. <laughs> yeah, that. Oh, sorry. That's yeah. not world. Oh, right. There's that's just music. <laughs> <laughs> when she, she goes extra hard on her, her look and vibe because when she's handcuffed him to the bed uh-huh. she starts pulling like a little oh a weird doll, doll. like out of her what per- it, like, i don't know it's like oh, it's no. some like indigenous looking like, i know well it looks like a it looks like a voodoo doll yeah, or voodoo like a doll. like a fertility uh <laughs> idol or something she pulls mm-hmm. a maraca out the shakes maraca. it in his face and <laughs> says charlie charlie she goes charlie 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 she puts that the my favorite piece of fashion, her cassette playing robot Trans- purse. transformer tape player yeah, purse she puts yeah. in the chair is the coolest. And starts just putting on sex grooves, <laughs> like it's just <laughs> like, and I'm like, this is going so dark. Like she's some kind of weird vampire, and no. I thought so. she was gonna like girl. kill him. That sex scene to me is incredibly hot. Yeah, it's so yeah. Hot, yeah, <laughs> and it's him like laying on the bed naked afterwards. Oh god, I know. But he just like he, you can feel his like <laughs> his repression uh-huh. and her like <laughs> the her control she has developing over like freedom. It's yeah. amazing. Yes. Speaking of, oh, is it time for <laughs> pick, pick your, your poke. poke? Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. We're done, Ellen. <laughs> you have to go. <laughs> you have to go. Is it? Who is it? Nelson? <laughs> I mean, Nelson. Nelson I love him. Bad. Steven Nelson's Scales. So cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nelson. But um, no, I. This is John Waters. Uh, 
This one's hard, I think, because it's like, uh, uh, I mean, it's like character driven, but that's not what we're talking about, right? We're no. just talking about who, who, who looks good. Yeah. Well, that, I can't answer thing. because it's a tie. Is it ooh, Ray and Ray and Charlie? Yeah, Ray yeah. And Charlie? Uh, Ray is a close second well, for then, sure. Then you you get a wonderful scene at the end of this movie. Oh my god! <laughs> right? yeah. Where they're both in wet white t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Oh my Ray, god! Ray Liotta. Oh my god! The scene where he's his boots are squishing down the hall in the uh-huh. carpet. Amazing, so great. He, but the Ray Liotta is such a like he is just electricity yes. in this movie. Yes. The way that he moves is so feline. Uh-huh. Um it's both feline and like mm-hmm. chimp like yeah. in a strange yes. way. Simeon. Like the way that he <laughs> yeah, the way that he like undulates with his arms and his legs and he kind of like folds up onto himself mm-hmm. and like it's just really such an interesting take on being absolutely batshit crazy evil yes right yeah it's it's just makes you feel like at any second he's gonna like pounce on you and like rip your face off uh-huh. or something. it's terrifying the, yeah, when he's, but it's but it's amazing when he's especially when he's going through the hotel room looking for any details about where they might be and his like oh he's like God. sticking his butt into the air so much like oh yeah very when, when tracy from the from the sporting goods store mm-hmm. is, is that there who that was yeah she was waiting in the oh, she's the one that saw, she saw she him in the diner his... and pays for him to get out okay I didn't realize who that was. Yeah, uh, I looked. I looked her up. She was not in a band, as far as I could tell. No. <laughs> but she probably was. But every single other person was. And right. then the other, the Ray Liotta moment I love also is when he bursts through. He finds out where he lives, and he and uh, Charlie's asleep in his chair. He bursts through, through a glass door, right? Yes. And then. <laughs> Before Charlie can open his eyes, Ray is just like posing in the middle of the room, yeah. very cat like. And then he kicks his side table yes. that has his like old milkshake. So on it. funny! <laughs> so good. Oh my what god! The fuck. And then it's the like... way that he kicks everything is yeah. hilarious in this movie, but oh, it's yeah. also scary it's because scary. you finally realize just how terrifying that character is. Mm-hmm. Like you get it. Like somebody's nose gets broke, mm-hmm. but then you when he freaks out and kicks through the ho- the motel room wall. Yeah. yeah. And Jesus. then it's just like, uh, <laughs> That shot of the guy running away. Again, mm-hmm. a beautiful detail. Yeah. Two kids, pl- shadows of two kids playing something on fire. And then this guy, yeah. this white guy with long hair running. Running away. <laughs> so hilarious. It's just perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That and- was probably Frank Zappa. <laughs> yeah, Truly, yeah, probably. Yeah. And then he kicks through the um the under the sink in the bathroom to handcuff Charlie to the sink. Yes. And then <laughs> doesn't Sorry. even go away, just takes Lulu Audrey into the bedroom and she, oh god, that's so horrifying. It's really I'm it's so classy. Like the the way that whole battle was played out was mm. so classy. Like mm. it it's dark enough just with what happens. I'm so glad Jonathan Demi wasn't like, let's push it. Let's be edgy or whatever. I, I was oh, really Jesus. expecting Ray to start shooting at that diner when I he was stuck by the police. I, I was, was expecting like, like a like rape action to yeah. start happening, which Ugh. luckily it didn't. And the the just him them screaming in each other's faces oh, yeah. is so visceral and awful when she, when she says, I hate you, and he goes, I hate you too. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. God. Yeah. It's yeah, I mean that whole the whole 
dynamic obviously is so violent and mm-hmm. so abusive just from the get-go. Yeah. But I just think like of, of Rain, he's like, I goddamn love you. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. But it's interesting to me, like, especially with the character that's like like her arc, because we see like her in terms of her clothing, like her wildness or her sexiness starts to shift and change like wardrobe wise mm-hmm. as she's playing these different playing as she's occupying these different spaces in her own life Mm -hmm. but by the time we get to this crazy 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 murder scene Mm -hmm. um she's wearing a button-up man's shirt she's wearing it buttoned up to her neck yes Mm -hmm. which is an adorable look (laughs) yeah but also kind of it's interesting right because there's Mm -hmm. there's also that moment where she's kind of still in between like she tucks his business card into her thigh high Oh yeah, stock black stocking when she's wearing the sundress. I don't know. It's just interesting to me the way that she's... they use the clothes and everything. It's just like the the hair transformation, right? Is yeah. the beginning of that, and yeah, or the or the little the little dress with the cherries or whatever on it. She's armored up at the end of this movie. Like she's she is completely in armor. Like she is in her mind Jeans. at this point she's she's yeah. leaving like she's going to mm-hmm. disappear mm-hmm. and she does she becomes someone completely different which yeah. is which is awesome <laughs> yeah or she becomes herself yeah there you go fully mm-hmm. uh the so we've been talking about these shots these talk fujimoto shots the extreme close-ups Ugh. of people people literally spiking the lens like looking directly at the camera looking at the viewer mm-hmm. um and in the in the fight, spoiler alert, in the fight in the bathroom when they're all soaking wet in their white t-shirts, uh-huh. um, <laughs> Ray drops his knife. Jeff Daniels, who is who is still handcuffed with his hands in front of him, picks up the knife. Uh-huh. Ray runs into the knife, yeah. which Charlie tries to warn him. Right, yeah. yeah. He says, Ray, no. <laughs> yeah. And he ends up impaling himself on this knife. Mm-hmm. At that moment... We see a very tight close up of Ray, cut to a very tight close up of Charlie, and then the oh camera God. fucking rotates for them both to be eye to eye on either side of the screen, yeah. where they become equals. Yeah, and it literally looks like they're gonna kiss. It's it really, so, I mean, like romantic. A, another thing, I, I, I don't know what this says about me. Another thing that's so scary about uh, Ray is how sexual he is with. Charlie yeah. and mm-hmm. in a in a in a suggestive way mm-hmm. it's kind of a power dynamic kind of, like it's a fl- it's the same way he flirts with Tracy in the sporting goods store mm-hmm. where it's just he's asserting power mm-hmm. he's asserting dominance yeah. through allure mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i mean there's something great about a man who owns his sexuality as like a weapon, right? Yeah. That's what it is. But also he clearly enjoys it, right? Totally. He is, yeah. he is for like to describe him in a sim- simple way. I mean, what it's communicating to us is he's an animal, right? That yes. he's, he's voracious and that he is visceral. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's also like chart, like the arc of passion as it relates to these characters, right? Where, it builds and builds for Jeff Daniels, you know, and and for Ray. And I see that scene as just like this thing where they just collide, right? But you have mm. to have Jeff Daniels say Ray no. Yeah. Because he has to be the nice guy. He has to be mm. 
that sweet, lovable Charlie Driggs, Closet yeah. Rebel, yeah. until the very end. Mm-hmm. If he had sim- not said anything, or if he had, even if he had been forced, you know, forced and quote to to kill Ray, you wouldn't feel the same about the character. That character would not emerge with this chivalrous purity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's. It's interesting because he does like he strangles him <laughs> with with the handcuffs. Fuck yes, I mean it's, yeah. it always seems. I mean, it's like the first time I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. he's gonna murder him!" And yeah. that's and that's also Ray Liotta. And like, she's gonna be doing, mad. He's acting. He's oh doing god. some good. It's acting really intense in that. Oh, Ray, that, Ray, oh, those... gone too soon. You're you uh, a magical actor. I still actor. can't believe it. <laughs> Jonathan Demi gone too soon. I know. Ugh. Mm. Those dynamics are, are so interesting, though, because it's like the the man that she brings home is uh, Charlie. The the man she's married to is this like dark, like wild person. The just like them seeing each other in that moment is really interesting. And then also the dynamic of the uh, Charlie's coworker witnessing his transformation and having his very boring seeming wife maybe she's cool when she when you're one-on-one with her but that character is so funny it's really she's very oh sue tissue from Uh, from suburban lawns yeah uh Uh i of course like saw her and was like you're in a band you're too cool looking to not be in a band but but her delivery is so great yeah she's amazing just wet t-shirt but um uh, the coworker watching Charlie and you're at first you're like oh Charlie's caught he's like fully because she's like he's my husband and whatever uh, Lulu just says everything to him and then he's like I res- like has all this respect for Charlie and it turns out it doesn't matter because he's already divorced but that seeing his jealousy of Charlie cutting loose and then whatever Charlie might admire in Ray and those I, though, that's just really interesting because Charlie and Ray are obviously opposites. One's like the sweetest, one's just this dark core person. But and then they do battle. But they the both and, steal for kicks. Yeah, they both steal for kicks. What just Charlie would never hurt anybody. That was very clear too. Like the fun crime that they're doing versus the like really shitty horrible crime. Fun crime. <laughs> yeah, that, fun that crime. The Joe Garber story. Yeah. <laughs> the white fun wine crimes. Joe story. Fun like, crime. Fun giving an entire family a ride as hitchhikers is now a fun crime because it's illegal, <laughs> but it's still fun. And, like, I mean singing. they they skip out on two they skip out on two meals. They yeah. rob she robs a liquor store. Did they steal the car? What I didn't understand how they bought the car. She said the car, well, I mean, just judging from the interior of the car, the first car, that's her car. She's had that car for quite a while. Oh, I thought it was stolen immediately. <laughs> she I mean, says she says that he asked her where, where she got the car, and it's she says, I got it in my divorce. Uh, okay. But she stole uh, it from so him. it's his car, yeah, yeah. Ray's car. Yeah. And, which, which was also that, look at the interior of the car. <laughs> also, seeing John Waters show up in a movie and then just kind of just play this straight, whatever character and then never be in it again is so wild. Uh, I love him. It's something wild. I love him because he's, he still gets to play uh, a ne'er-do-well. Like he's, he's yeah. still just like, Oh, you a hundred bucks. I don't need, I don't need to see uh-huh. your ID anymore. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. It's so... now we're talking. He's so cute. He was so cute. What a funny role for him though. That <laughs> it's just, he's just a car dealer and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm done. Yeah, I had no notes. I I was so just wrapped up in the movie. The only thing I wrote down, the song she puts on in the car blows my mind still. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then Jeff Daniels is perfect and Charlie attempt to be cool. (laughs) Yeah, the Jeff Daniels performance in this is like physical, comedic acting that has been ruined by Jim Carrey and like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... Not he's, realistic. No, in the nineties. Jeff Daniels is so charming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, from that first moment when he's going to get in her car and he runs into the into traffic. Oh God! The way that he <laughs> yeah. moves his body around yes. is so funny, like a meerkat. Yeah. Oh my God! It's yeah. so funny. Yes. <laughs> and then there's the when he calls Aww. when he calls his the when he doesn't call anybody but he pretends to make a phone call to his wife. Mm-hmm. Like w- that whole interaction, like when he hangs up really quick when that horrible tone is about to come on. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the way he is looking at her is amazing yeah it's a perfect performance everyone in this is great yeah the casting is spot on no Mm -hmm. one fucked up Mm -hmm. everyone showed up for work Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's really great yeah i'm so glad that you liked it it's so it's so satisfying to me it's amazing (laughs) for you to finally see these movies that i've that i've loved so Mm -hmm. much Uh, and with that I guess we're never doing that again because it's, it's the season finale. Season finale. <laughs> this is our reaction. final episode of the season. Of the season. <laughs> and we will be doing a review of season recap next, correct? We, we'll, yes. We'll just kind of go back through. I, I, I want to do a little cursory of where we came from, where we where we went. <laughs> but like retread our tracks Can you read every single link in a minute? Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, that would be interesting, actually. I think we probably could. There's only 25. Yeah. Can you say 25 the, names in a minute? No. And the names that they're in, the things that they're in, God. right? Yeah, you would have to. And no, I cannot do it. Oh, I don't I know that not. I could. I'll try. <laughs> I would okay. not. Although I'll cheat. I've, I know too far. In if I can read it off a notes app, I can do it. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Thanks for a great season. This was so fun <laughs> to follow, to find, to finally watch so many different things that I would never have watched otherwise. Well, an yeah. interesting experiment. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the trust. I, I love it and I want to keep doing it personally. Mm-hmm. I, uh, but we do, we have some ideas about where yeah. we can go. We'll talk about that in our, um, in our recap episode. Mm-hmm. And if you are a live listener, please weigh in if you feel like it. And you can do that by emailing us at itwasmurderpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can follow us on Instagram at itwasmurderpod or Twitter at itwasmurderpod. Um, Instagram is definitely the most uh, accessible and email, I guess. It's all just coming to me. Um, yeah. and, I, and I share. And I have to ask the burning question. Are we talk too long? <laughs> uh, the answer is yes. Um, the answer is I when. I <laughs> have a note from the film that I think is great advice that I am going to follow. Go back to your barbecues and your brunches. Oh, yeah. I love that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Huh. When she throws that gun, it's so like the shot of the gun being thrown, and she points the gun at him. It's so there's yeah another great little yeah 
Just yeah. great little detail. Uh, it really makes me want to make a movie. Like it's just uh, that. It's just like the. You've already made vibe. a movie, Joe. It makes you want to make another movie, like a Is live action. Saying? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's weird to not pick up Link. I mean, I although often I for I would forget to pick Link for some reason. <laughs> I did forget. But- what what would you pick if you do you, if you have any do you have any thoughts mm-hmm. just off Poly- your head? polyester polyester yeah John, John Waters, Waters. Oh, John really Waters. good link. that's really good yeah Ugh. I need to Eric you do it because I have to look really quick because it's like oh god it's too much it's too much I might choose uh, American Werewolf in London again too because I really want to talk about that <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you too uh, I was gonna I was gonna throw Joe a bone and pick arachnophobia <laughs> oh my god that, I look at that one too yes wow. Speaking of good I've ever, soundtrack. I've never seen Arachnophobia. <laughs> arachnophobia is good. From what I I've only seen it once and I've I remember oh my God. enjoying it. It's corny as hell. Who does the theme? Randy Newman. I think it's Randy Newman. It's like a theme a song for the spider. It's like yeah. I was a spider in the jungle and then I went to the city. Yeah, <laughs> Randy like, Newman. What? That's there's a theme song that he wrote for Arachnophobia <laughs> and it's like the he lyrics. He wrote the theme song to Arachnophobia? I think I'm pretty sure it's him. <gasps> and the theme song is like this just what happens and it's called Don't Bug Me. I Don't think. bug me. Don't bug me. It's so It's really embarrassing. Ridiculous. Wow. But that I kind of find that lovable. Um, yeah. Oh no! 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 I no. know where oh, I'd go. It, wrong. it was not. It was not Randy Newman. Oh, who was it? It was Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. That's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is he doing a Randy Newman affectation? Oh, I mean, one could say God. that they they, they share, do each other. They do each other, <laughs> like Ray Liotta and Jeff Daniels. <laughs> oh wow! Um, here's where, in case anyone's wondering, here's where I point out that. I'm not super fun. I'm not fun at all. Um, or we talk too much. I would actually go with John Sales, who I love. Ooh. Um, and then I sort of run aground because what would I pick from these things that I think are amazing? And I think I would pick the brother from another planet. That'd be a cool one. Maybe we can stay in New York. Mm-hmm. We definitely we've we've. <laughs> I really love that we did. Uh, into the night followed immediately by something wild yes that's the other thing like the similarities between these two movies is pretty amazing yeah that this like square dude is being led on this just misadventure by this beautiful woman who he knows nothing about and his his life changes over the course of like a single night but this is like the just something wild it's like the fun version it is the well i think they're both super duper fun i just this um, it's a, it's less dark into the night <laughs> is more black tie that's yeah, sure that works but this it's so similar the interiors are definitely more <laughs> yeah Ro cocaine <laughs> that's right up there with trexpert i'm really i'm really yes. coining away over trexpert. here <laughs> coining away working girl was my other possible link which i've never oh. seen. I really want to working girl because you have a head for business and a body for sin <laughs> <laughs> that's why i chose it that's, oh my I, god I, yeah i, I love working girls so much trask awesome. radio trask, trask radio <laughs> uh i love that i've i could have also just <laughs> went with uh married to the mob which i just mm. watched yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. mm-hmm. if you i just anybody if you're listening to this and you love something wild and hopefully you've watched this with us and you want to get on a <laughs> demi kick get on it because it's fun and there's not 
too many movies and all, turns out most of them are great. Oh uh, my gosh. Yeah. Like I want to I would do the Manchurian Candidate, which I think his his remake mm-hmm. of that movie is excellent. It definitely fits our our uh intended theme. <laughs> gosh, with Jonathan Demi, I don't even know where I would go because I guess Jonathan Demi is how we got here. Yeah. But yeah. So we're not technically allowed, but Wow. You know what I super love? Well, there's so many of his, his films that I love for all different reasons, all kinds of different reasons, and sometimes just some very, very same, same reasons. But mm-hmm. Swimming to Cambodia was something that really, that's a film that really did something to me. Hmm. Oh, Interesting. Never even heard of it. Should, are we just a Jonathan Demi podcast now? <laughs> <laughs> you could do worse. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's start with the video for Perfect Kiss. Yay. Um, but no, I don't know. Swimming in Cambodia. I just yeah, wow. Anyways. Here we are. End of season. That. End of season. Well, listener, thank you. Yes. Uh if if you're still with us and you like us still, uh <laughs> write a review and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, uh, mm-hmm. or wherever you're listening to this. And yeah. Um and once again, Jenny and Bill, thank you so much. Jenny and oh Bill, God. very special oh message from that. Just we're in shock. I, still, yeah. Thank you so much. That is so special. Uh, I can't believe it. I know. <laughs> I know. It's so amazing. I know. I can't. I just. Yeah. I'm. I'm still in shock. <laughs> oh. oh my God. Yeah. And with that, so amazing. Good night, Papuga. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Papuga? Papuga is Stephanie's parrot that she's had for 50 years. Papuga Powers? Who was asleep on her shoulder in, in, in that message. In the message. Yeah. 50 years 50 with a years. parrot. That's an incredible. Uh, I wish I could splice Papuga DNA with Boba DNA uh-huh. and have Boba live with us for 50 years. Oh my God, yeah. Oh, and Papuga I was mean, in. We did we talk about this on air that he was in the first episode of Oh, I don't think we heart did. To heart. <laughs> so yeah, the parrot on her shoulder in our message. He's in Hit Jennifer Hart. An episode that heart. we really want to revisit, which maybe we will. Maybe we will. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Boy, explosion, juice. <laughs> um. explosion juice. Explosion. <laughs> the origins of explosion juice. <laughs> 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 that oven. Oh, God. oh good night freeway and papuga and everybody (laughs) good night freeway and papuga and the motorcycling dog wearing goggles that growls at jeff daniels (laughs) (laughs) something wild and good night charlie Charlie. <laughs>